Below the Yellow Line studio, it's the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, I'm Samuel Stubbs. Very happy and honored to be joining you for episode number 77 of our show. Going to be a very fun week on the show. Hopefully, we'll have AM racing driver Christian Rose on the program on Wednesday. Uh, but even if we don't, hopefully can have him on either later in the week or next week. Soon, Christian Rose will be on the Spotter Sand YouTube channel and the Below the Line podcast. Episode number 77 tonight, both Emily and I predicted that Denny Hamlin would win this race. He barely did not win this race. Chris Busher gets the win. He wins the Cookout 400 at Richmond Raceway over Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, and uh, just kind of dominated the, the latter stages of this race. His teammate and co-owner Brad Keselowski certainly looked like a threat for much of it as well, but a, a bad pit stop with 115 laps to go kind of shut out his bid. Tyler Reddick, who won stage one, and Bubba Wallace, who was second in stage one and looked to have the stage two in kind of in hand, both had issues late. Reddick was still in the top five late when he missed the commitment box to pit road. Uh, that's a penalty, and that set him back. Uh, then you had Bubba, who had a bad pit stop. They were slow on the right front. He ends up fourth in stage two, lost the handle on the race car just a little bit, and he ends up only ending up 12th, but he does improve massively on the cut line. He is now plus 54, came into the weekend 27, went into Pocono only two points up on the playoff cut line. But Chris Busher, who was going to make the playoffs on points anyway, gets his first win of the season, his third of his career, and his second win in the last 30 races with RFK Racing. Uh, that team, their last win was at Bristol. Short track seemed to be their thing. Remember Kozlowski before flat tire was also really, really fast in that Bristol night race. Look out for them in the Bristol night race. Look out for them at Martinsville later this fall in the race that could send one of them to the championship for it. Chris Busher, in my opinion, dark horse round of eight guy. Could be the guy like uh, Chase Briscoe was last year, only Busher will have done it on a lot more consistency. He has been just on the edge, maybe not of a win, but of that breakout race, that breakout performance. Kozlowski nearly won Atlanta twice. I mean, he's been fast almost every week, it seems. But Busher uh, hasn't had that same like top five pop, but he's been in the top 10 and top 15 every week. And if not, if he's not in the top 15, he's in the top 20. He is minimizing the catastrophic days, and that is what you have to do to point your way into the playoffs, which he was going to do. Now he doesn't have to worry about that. Wins it from 26th position. Christopher Busher, what a weekend for the driver of the number 17. As I mentioned, the 2311 cars were strong early on, but it was RFK who came out victorious. Uh, Reddick and Bubba looked like the two best cars in the field. Denny Hamlin really came on late, and with the late restart after the incident between Gregson and Suarez, Hamlin had a shot but overcooked it into turn one on the final restart. Went three wide for just a brief second with Kyle Busch and Joey Logano, and that was enough for Busher to sail off into the sunset in a race where he led 88 laps, second only to Brad Keselowski who led 102. Tyler Reddick leads 81. Bubba Wallace leads 80. They were the cars today. Those four cars were the best four in the field. Uh, but like we already talked about, Reddick and Bubba with issues. Kozlowski with an issue. 
gave way to guys like Kyle Busch, who had a topsy-turvy day, Joey Logano, who had a solid run, and Ryan Preece, who had his first top five and first top ten of the season in yesterday's Cookout 400, an opportunity. Now, Ryan Preece could have blown up the cut line. He didn't, but he finishes fifth and gained some momentum, and that's what that team needed the most was some Uncle Mo, some momentum on their side. Denny Hamlin in second, couldn't get two wins in a row. Kyle Larson actually kind of did a wall ride late in this race. Funnily enough, um, gained him like one spot. I mean, kind of a weird deal there, but he got into Hamlin a little bit. He was coming on fresh tires, trying to get himself back on the lead lap. I believe he actually didn't. I think Bowman beat him out to, uh, to get that lucky dog spot. Uh, but Kyle Larson, obviously we know the controversy. It's all anyone was talking about this past week in the NASCAR world. But Hamlin and Larson, no haymakers thrown yesterday at Richmond Raceway. Kyle Busch in third, started on the front row, P2, and then fell back to around 12th place. That car was evil early on. But Kyle Busch with six wins is the all-time active leader in wins at Richmond and one of the best drivers ever on short tracks in general. He proved that. Came back, ends up finishing third. Joey Logano started 23rd. That 22 team has been hit or miss. Uh, I saw a meme earlier this season that perfectly depicts them and kind of all of Penske. And that's why I think RFK has been the best Ford team this year. Penske is either building rocket ships or trash cans. I mean, Ryan Blaney looked like a championship four contender for a few weeks there in the summer, and then he had the crash at Nashville, and he just hasn't been the same. Logano has been hit or miss, top five or running 20th. Austin Sindrick has been bad this season, and RFK, they don't have the most top tens, top fives, or wins in the field, but they're consistently in the top 10, top 15, top five. Um, and again, they're minimizing the bad days. If they have an off day, they're finishing 20th, not 27th, not 31st, in the top 20. That's the big difference. And RFK this year, in my opinion, has been the best Ford team. And SHR had a great day yesterday, four cars in the top 11, but aside from Harvick, SHR has been a dumpster fire this season. So uh, good to see uh, Ford show out yesterday, and Chevy was just kind of absent. I, Kyle Busch in third, Austin Dillon, the only other Chevy in the top 10 in ninth, uh, which a much needed good result for Austin Dillon after a tumultuous season, especially a tumultuous week at Pocono one week ago. Martin Truex in seventh, he was kind of off strategy from everybody else, and he ends up as the second best finishing Toyota behind only his JGR teammate, Denny Hamlin. Truex was one of my favorites for this weekend, but he started in 10th, so decent starting position, but then he fell back to around 25th place. It's kind of hemorrhaging positions left and right, getting past left and right, got off strategy, and it paid off. That was a 20th place race car that ends up in 7th place today. Eric Amarola started 24th and drove up to the top 5 in, the, in a matter of the first two stages. That car was a rocket ship and on rails, unfortunately, a speeding penalty derailed his day. He still finishes 8th, but today is a what could have been day for Eric Almarola in the 10 team. Austin Dillon, like I mentioned, in ninth. Kevin Harvick, just a solid Harv day in 10th. He won this race a year ago, couldn't be had yesterday. But uh, Michigan, he also won there a year ago. So look out for him this coming Sunday. Chase Briscoe, 11th. Bubba Wallace in 12th as a Bubba fan. This one hurts. Started fifth, drove his way up to second in stage one was the best car in stage two before that bad pit stop hit and he ultimately ends up 12th like uh true actually on not to the extent but he was just slow just giving up positions left and right in stage three they lost the balance of the car lost their momentum but the difference between this 23 team and the 23 team of years past bubba wallace cool calm collected on the radio after the slow pit stop 
last year, he blows up at the team. In the in the first eight, nine weeks of this season, he blows up at the team and stuff hits the fan, and they end up in 20th. But after this race, they are 54 points up on the cut line, 17 Sage points certainly helped that, and that 23 team is sitting pretty with just four weeks left to go before the postseason starts. Chase Elliott in 13th. Last four weeks, he has two tenths, a 12th, and a 13th. Um, he was on fire coming back. I believe he was 12th in his first race back from injury, then a 10th in some top fives. Since that, though, he really hasn't done much. He's just been kind of riding around, and he is 40 points back with 10 races left. He can still point his way in. I feel like that conversation gets a little reignited, re-sparked, if you will, after this race, but I still think he's going to need a win. Watkins Glen in the Indy Road Course, definitely his best chances. Ryan Blaney, 14th, didn't see much out of him. I thought he could be a sneaky favorite. Ty Gibbs in a 15th. He's now the first man out of the postseason, only 18 points back of Michael McDowell. Tyler Reddick in 16th had a top five run going, was a, one of the three or four best cars there until, like I said, late. A commitment cone violation got him. The pole sitter ends up with a not-deserved 16th, but you just can't make these mistakes. And I heard Denny Hamlin say on this podcast, Action is Detrimental, the 23 and the 45 teams, they've been good this year, but they're making mistakes, prohibiting them from reaching their full potential. Ricky Stenhouse qualified ninth. Surprised me and everybody else at Richmond with that solid qualifying run. This is a race they said they had circled on the calendar after a really solid spring run and a really solid spring race car here got ruined by an early wreck. He ends up 17th. Alex Bowman, 18th. His only highlight was beating out teammate Kyle Larson for the lucky dog at one point. But Bowman, again, just another week of no speed. Kyle Larson in 19th, a shocking week of no speed. A week after he was going for the win to Denny Hamlin, he was in the slums yesterday at Richmond at a track he won at earlier in the spring. He won all three short track races this season, and Hendrick had won all four, if you want to include Phoenix in that conversation. He won Martinsville. He won Richmond. He won the All-Star Race. Remember, he drubbed everybody in the All-Star Race yesterday, though. Started 14th and ends up five positions back where he started in 19th, just a slow race car out of the five camp. As it was with the 20 of Christopher Bell, the guy who likely would have tracked down Kevin Harvick in this race a year ago if he had had a few more laps to work with. But he ends up in 20th. Bad week for that 20 team. Speeding penalty for him kind of killed it. What didn't kill it for William Byron, though, was the speeding penalty. I'm not sure what killed the 24 car. Started sixth, had a decent run early on, then just kind of faded. Got lapped, had no speed. And on a track where Hendrick and Byron specifically dominated at early Earlier in the season, it was shocking to see that 24 car so close to the back of the pack all day. Michael McDowell, 22nd, still plus 18 on the cut line over now Ty Gibbs. But a race today where they were completely off strategy from everybody else, had top 15 speed. They finished 6th here in the spring and a really weird strategy. Now, I agree with Dale Jr. that Travis Peterson and the 34 team being aggressive is what got them, a small team, the underdog of the postseason fight, into the position to make the playoffs. But there are times when you do not take unnecessary risk. And Michael McDowell could be leaving Richmond with 5 or 6 more points in his pocket above the cut line than he would have if he just played the normal strat. He finished his top 15 in this race, no doubt, in my opinion, if not for that strategy. Eric Jones, 23rd. Ross Chastain, 24th. Trackhouse, the last three weeks, really hasn't shown anything. They won two out of three races. Remember, they won Nashville. They won Chicago. They won two races in a row. Trackhouse, oh my goodness, they're so good. They're coming back to the form they were in last year when both Suarez and Chastain won. Loudon, nothing. Pocono, nothing. Today, 
nothing. Now, so I know Suarez was involved in a dust-up with Gregson late last week, was wrecked, and unfortunately, you know, ended what could have been a big day for him playoff-wise, and now he's just in a free fall, 34 points out of the playoffs. Todd Gillen, 25th, Austin Sindrick, 26th. Austin Sindrick has got to do something. Qualified 30th, finished 26th. That two-car has been dreadfully slow. A.J. Allmendinger, 27th, started in last. Remember, he didn't practice or qualify this car. Derek Krause did that, lower series driver. A.J. went and fought, and uh, he finished 9th in the Xfinity Race Road America. Not a bad result, but not the result they were hoping for. And he was up 10 spots in the first 20, 25 laps. We're saying, okay, here comes the dinger. Not a track he's great at, but maybe he can show everyone why. He was right to skip practice and qualifying, and he ends up going backwards to spot and finishes 27th. Noah Gregson, 28th, the Rocket Man, Ryan Newman, 29th, Justin Haley, and 30th, Harrison Burton, 31st. Burton and Haley both took place, or uh, took part rather, in the uh, test that was done today for NASCAR's upcoming 2024 road course and short track package, or potential package with the, the up, down, the raised, and lowering splitter. They were part of that test. We'll talk about that more on the show on Wednesday. Corey LaJoy, 32nd, Daniel Suarez, 33rd. He started 33rd, he ends. 33rd. Just not a great week for Daniel Suarez. A horrid two-week stretch. He ends up four laps down and he is just giving away points like the Salvation Army at this point. Ty Dillon, 34th. J.J. Yaley, 35th. And B.J. McLeod, who qualified 21st. Like a really good qualifying run for that team. Ends up last in 36th. Time to talk points standings. William Byron had been the man hot on Martin Truex's heels. He came in, though 30 back, still easily within striking distance of maybe that getting that regular season title. But after a poor day for him and Truex somehow finishing in the top 10, he slips back to third in the regular season standings. Denny Hamlin now to second, but Truex is still 39 points up on Hamlin, 43 up on Byron. Bell is 91 back and forth. Remember, seven drivers were separated by just 32 points at the top of this list a few weeks ago, and man, does that seem like four seasons ago at this point. Truex has won three races. Byron, four. Hamlin, two. Bush, three. Larson, two. Chastain, Bell, Blaine, Ligano, Reddick, and Busher have won one. Twelve winners through 22 races. Four races remain in the regular season, and four playoff spots remain available. Kevin Harvick, while not mathematically in, is plus 182 to the cut line. Brad Keselowski, same deal, plus 151. Here's where it gets interesting. Bubba Wallace, plus 54. Feeling good would have to lose an average of 13 and a half points a race to miss the playoffs, but anything can happen. We get a winner from below the cut line, a Bowman, an Almirola, an Elliott, a Suarez, a Gibbs, an Almendinger, which is all possible. That cut line gets completely flipped. That's why you got to have that win mentality and just get every single point you can get. Last man in, Michael McDowell, plus 18. Ty Gibbs, the first man out, minus 18. Solid two-week stretch of races for Gibbs. Fifth at Pocono, career best, first career top five. And a 15th at Richmond with some stage points. He's coming. Look out for that 54. A.J. Allmendinger, minus 22. Daniel Suarez, minus 34. Chase Elliott in 20th, minus 40. Alex Bowman, minus 42 in 21st. Both Hendrick guys gaining a little bit on the cut line. I still think both of them have to win. Cindric 22nd, minus 64. Then Haley, Amarola Priest, that's the top 25. Gillen, LaJoy, Jones, Austin Dillon, Burton, that's the top 30. Uh, Briscoe, Ty Dillon, Noah Gregson, that's 31st through 33rd. Not going to say their point totals. Some of them, I believe, all the way down to Briscoe, minus 187 and 31st, could mathematically point their way into the playoffs. But I don't. if you're below Cindric, I don't give you much hope. 
if you're below Suarez, I don't give you much hope, and I don't have much faith in Daniel Suarez or Trackhouse Racing right now. I'm picking Bubba Wallace to make it in, and honestly, I'm picking Ty Gibbs to make it in simply because I want to see a rookie make the playoffs and see all the Ty Gibbs haters eat their words. And make no mistake about it, Ty Gibbs has made some mistakes in his career, some big ones, and I've criticized him. But some of the hate this kid gets is unwarranted, and I would love to see him make the postseason and who knows? Dark Horse title run? I think it's entirely possible. This kid has the equipment under him and certainly the talent under him to make that run. Owner Stanley's wise, this only matters for the 48 and the 9 and not much movement this week. The 9 car is still in 14th, 48 and 17th. Manufacturer-wise, while Ford does get their third win of the year, they are still woefully behind both Toyota and Chevy in the manufacturer race. Toyota 7 wins, Chevy with 12. Chevy leads Toyota by 56 and Ford by 76 with Ford being 20 back of Toyota. If you're on the YouTube page, the Spotter Stand, which is one of the places you can listen to the show along with all major podcast platforms, like, subscribe, comment, share. If you're not, rate, review. Uh, you know, share. You can email us at below the line podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And tomorrow on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel, stat tracking, getting into Michigan Week, the Xfinity Series and Cup Series, head to Michigan. Cup playoffs right around the corner, just four weeks remaining. Christian Rose, AM Racing Driver, will either join us this week or next week on the Below the Yellow Line podcast. I know I said Wednesday, but if not, it will be next week, but hopefully Wednesday, maybe later in the week. Keep an eye out on Ryan Ellis' social page. I know a little disappointing he didn't get anything out last week, but hey, he's a busy guy. Keep an eye out tonight and all throughout the rest of this week on his Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They're all at Ryan Ellis Racing. Facebook is Ryan Ellis. Keep an eye out there to, to see yours truly. I'm Sam Sudge from the Below the Yellow Line podcast and the Spotter Sand YouTube channel. Thank you for listening to episode number 77 of Below the Yellow Line. I'll see you later. Goodbye.